The New Marketing Show is brought to you by Trinity Web Media. TrinityWebMedia.com. Trinity Web Media solves business problems with intelligent web development and digital marketing. Hey, everybody. Welcome to another episode of The New Marketing Show, the marketing podcast where we talk about how intelligent and strategic digital marketing and web development solve business problems. Joined as always from snowy cold New Jersey, co-founder, co-host, Kevin Everly. Kevin, what's going on? Greg, how you doing today? I'm okay. How, how tired are you of this winter? I, I mean, it's it's not technically spring yet, but it's March and like you're still getting snow and it's still cold. How, how are you doing over there? It's dragging. It's ready. I'm ready for it to be over. <laughs> I feel you. <laughs> The groundhog lied to us, man. Yeah, totally. Yeah, fucker. <laughs> shoot, shoot that guy. <laughs> you know, I uh, here. I'm here in San Diego. You know, until uh, my next trip back, which is coming up in a couple of weeks, and I talk to people back east. You know, clients and friends and everyone, and they'll ask me what the weather's like, and I'll say, "I'm freezing. I am so cold." And like, what is it? I'm like, it's like 62. And like, just like, <laughs> I don't want to hear that. Shit. I don't want to hear that. <laughs> so, anyway, nobody wants to hear about the weather. So. So here we go. So let's talk about something that's been coming up a whole lot in our business. You know, all of our, as always, if you don't know, you know, most of the topics that we get for, for the podcast are pretty topical and relevant when it comes to clients. And so I thank all of our clients for giving us such great fodder for topics, you know, for the podcast and for the content marketing that we do. And that's a lesson to be learned. You know, if you're looking to find content, look from your clients and look at your own look internally what situations you're handling and taking care of so today what do you say we talk about the value of business intelligence and how business intelligence and data really start to help you figure out problems and solve problems so what what do you think of that for a topic for today i love it it's something we've been talking about uh a ton lately so yeah and i think Uh, that love to jump in yeah i think that this is one of those ones that you know Value, you know, there's a lot of value in data. Everybody knows that. But it's like, once you get the data, you know, or back up, like, how do you get the data? First of all, Mm -hmm. let's talk about that. And then let's talk about, like, what do you do with the data? So, I mean, I know that, you know, we've had a lot of different campaigns going on and we've had a lot of different development stuff going on where the sole purpose of the development and the campaign is to gather data, whether it's leads or whether it's behavior or, you know, how people are, you know, the user experience, Mm -hmm. you know, tested different UIs. So it's also like, you know, I think that this is a great, great place to start. So typically you're on the forefront, you're on the front line with our clients, you know, you, thank God, (laughs) thank God you interface with them mostly more than I do, because that's just, that's Kevin work. That's, that's what you're great at. What are some of the things that you hear when it comes to missing pieces when people aren't really in tune with their own business? You know, a lot of times it's either, uh, you know, digital data, something as simple as Google Analytics. You know, oh, well, I don't know if we have that set up. We've had a website forever. Right. I, I have no clue how many hits it gets, things like that. You know, and right. I'm, so that's like, that's like data analytics 101. Yeah. Like how to collect the data. Yeah. So, I mean, if, if you don't have, if you're not even, sure that you're collecting the data, you're definitely not looking at it to analyze it. Sure. So, so what, 
amount of people that you come across when you ask the questions because you know i've always prided myself in our company on doing data driven development mm-hmm. that we let the data tell the story and then we go ahead and figure out what's right for the brand from there so typically what questions are they asking or typically like how many what's the percentage of people who have no idea about data or they don't even have analytics set up i'd probably say 25 to 35 percent. that high wow that high that high and and i think that that's a huge disservice on our own industry that in the past, you know, they were working with people or that they themselves just didn't know. Yeah. And I mean, it's part of the reason we try not to commoditize a website. Anybody can build you a website, but not everybody's going to build one and set you up for success. And those key data points are, you know, a big part of that puzzle. Yeah. So, you know, from there, what do you think some of the better, some of the more important data points are? in order to gain some intelligence on what's going on within your business? I think it has to deal with real world financial data, you know? Okay. And such as cost for acquisition, uh, yeah. you know, understanding profit margins on certain items and what percentage an item is of your business to be able to make decisions. Right. And so how do you get that from Google analytics or how do you get that from other tracking stuff? So if you're looking at your books and 70% of your sales, are widget A, but nobody buys widget A off the website. There's a disconnect there. There's a huge disconnect, you know, and I don't know, you know, I think that that's, okay, back up. You just kind of blew my mind a little bit. So sorry, there's a huge disconnect there because not only is there a disconnect with gathering the data, there's a disconnect within the content. There's a disconnect between brand positioning. There's a disconnect between online messaging. So that's like a huge, huge thing. So well, how do you how do you typically speak to people? How do you typically talk to people to combat that? 80-20 rule. You know, let's not make 20% of your revenue 80% of your ad expense. Or, you know, conversely, if if an item is only t- accounts for 20% of your overall sales, you know, and it's costing X amount to market that, maybe it's not worth doing. Sure. And, and I think that that's that's where people need to like really, really drill into what's going on within our site. I think that a lot of that can be, uh, you know, a lot of that has to do with positioning. A lot of that has to do with content. A lot of that has to do with definitely messaging and what's most important to you. I think that if anything, it has to do with what drives your business. Exactly. You know, like for Trinity web media, what drives our business, what drives our business is web development. And then for web development, every, all of our other, services come out of that mm-hmm. you know whether it's content marketing whether it's seo whether it's ongoing you know media management you know which we've been doing which nate you know has been doing a fantastic job with managing our media department and i think that the thing is is that when you get in touch and in tune with the analytics of things right you know where to allocate your resources exactly and when you know how to allocate your resources, then you're starting to make smarter and smarter decisions. So what are some of the other things that we typically hear, you know, when it comes to clients, like, and I'm talking about, you know, at a macro level, like what are some of the things that you hear that they want to know about their business? Sure. Um, I think first and foremost, uh, how do I begin to track and make these decisions? You know, there's, there's a big part, you know, Big part of our clients that don't know their CPA, their cost for acquisition. Right. 
you know, so we can't have a decision. We can't have a conversation about, you know, how to improve that or what they can get for, but we can have a conversation about how we can begin figuring that out. Yeah. And in my mind, the science works backwards, right? Mm-hmm. And they want to figure out a cost per acquisition. They don't actually, typically they don't even know that they need to figure out a cost per acquisition. True. Right. Very I true. mean, so once we educate them and say, you know, what's your cost for acquisition? And they're kind of mind blowing. Like, I don't know what that is. How do I figure that out? I'm like, okay, well, let's work backwards. Right. Mm-hmm. And I love working backwards to, to reverse engineer solutions and yeah. problem solving. Right. Typically, I mean, a lot of our shit, you know, Stephen Covey begin with the end in mind. A lot of it has to do with, okay, if you need to, you, you need to know your cost for acquisition. In order to know your cost for acquisition, you have to understand your conversion rate. Mm-hmm. In order to understand your conversion rate, you need to understand the traffic that's coming in. Mm-hmm. In order to understand the traffic that's coming in and in order to get the traffic that's coming in, you have to gain visibility. In order to gain visibility, you have to make sure your messaging and content is on point. So now here, here we go. Now that's moving backwards. Now let's move forward. You know, Make sure your content and messaging for the campaign is on point. To get the traffic mm-hmm. from there, drive them to the right places to get a conversion. Make sure your conversion pages are, you know, landing pages or microsites are optimized. From there, you know, you, you have online conversion, right? That's what we take care of. We we help increase online conversion rates. From there, there is the offline conversion rate, which is sales and internal our clients' internal sales and frontline is responsible for. From there, the math is, you know, we're gonna bring X amount of people to the website. Offline, they're going to convert Y or online convert Y. And then we're going to drill down and do the math and figure out the cost per acquisition based on the campaign or the development Mm -hmm. or whatever else is going on. You know, when you start to speak to people like that in a a highly scientific and a highly data-driven way, a couple things typically happens. One, it's really easy for them to understand that what they're doing isn't working, Mm -hmm. right? You and I know that it's not working because we know, mm-hmm. right? Because we can see the pieces in place and like, okay, something is broken. But when they start to figure out, they meaning the client or the brand starts figuring out that their stuff is not working because they don't have things in place, they figure that out on their own looking at the data and looking at the data points and the data sets that are missing, right? And then from there, once they realize it that they have it missing – our job is done. I mean, now all of a sudden it's like, okay, we've enlightened you. What do you want to do about mm-hmm. it? You know, we've been in some situations recently where we've heard people say, I know that this is important, but I just, I, I don't want to spend the money to get everything in place to do it the, the one time because I'm going to gauge things in an offline assumption, such as if I see a spike in my business or I see a spike in the phones ringing more or we see a spike in web traffic, I'm going to assume it's from this. And like while, you know, the deductive reasoning makes sense a little bit, you can't quantify that with data points because you're, you're using these vast assumptions. You know, so w- when we get to those points, it's really, really difficult. And a lot of times, you know, you can point shit out, you can point things out to mm-hmm. people, but like, it doesn't mean that they're going to act. So like, that's always a tough, frustrating point for me when I'm just like, look, we showed you the playbook. The investment is small versus what, you know, and the reward isn't so much the conversion. The reward is in the data. 
The data is the most valuable thing that you and I can bring to clients aside from revenue. And it's like, and, and conversion, one of the web goals, you know, my three web goals always online are creating community, creating visibility through content and conversion, right? That's only three goals that you can ac- accomplish. If we increase the conversion rate, a byproduct of that is, you know, I always say revenue is not a goal unto itself. Revenue is a byproduct of meeting a goal, right? Gaining data is also a byproduct of meeting that goal. That's true. You know, it's a byproduct. Gaining data and gaining this business intelligence is a byproduct of increased traffic, and it's a byproduct of a higher conversion rate. So it's very, very interesting. I always get frustrated, and I stop. I don't sell anything. You know, like you and I are, you know, we don't sell anything to any clients. We just make it make, make sense. And if things don't make sense at the present moment, say la vie. I mean, like we're not going to, we're not going to make it make sense by continuing to, to beat a dead horse. So, I mean, that's some of the stuff that, you know, I've encountered recently. What are some of the other ways that you like to gain some business intelligence? Oh, let's see. Call tracking. My, one of my favorites. Call tracking for sure. How typically would you would you use call tracking in like let's say a microsite campaign? Uh, let's see, giving uh, you know just being able to see what that microsite does for the for the brand. How many convert? How many of those uh, calls were we able to convert? Because now we have a phone number. On. Right, and how are you cap- how are you capturing that data? Oh, Twilio is a great example. Uh, there's a couple other companies we we use Twilio. Uh, the call tracking. Okay, so. We would use Twilio on, uh, from a developer standpoint. You use Twilio. What's the process? Do you get a new phone number? Sure. How do you go ahead? Yeah, and you do get that? A, you, you get a phone number that's unique. Typically, I think you can get them through Twilio or Google. There's a couple other a- avenues, but you get a phone number unique to that web property. And I love doing that because then once we get a unique phone number for that, I mean, there's a lot of things I can do in the back end for development, I can assign a specific caller ID. So when it shows up on a phone bank, they know exactly where it's coming from. So that maybe uh, if there's, you know, uh, a receptionist or a a group of receptionists, something like that, they can answer the phone differently and say, you know, welcome to business ABC. You know, thank you for calling business ABC. How can I help you with your product and service that was offered Mm -hmm. via that microsite? You know, like we'll get people in quicker that way. You know, Twilio is one of my favorite tools. You know, I've used Twilio now for a number of years. I have good friends who have been associated with that brand and that company, you know, pre-IPO. Uh, and uh, I think that that's one of the most yeah. underrated resources marketers, you know, kind of ignore, you know, the the unique ID for call tracking because the data that you can get on the back and you can tie that data into Google Analytics you know, easily with some code, you know, whether it's uh, from the Twilio's Twimmel or however other other service mm-hmm. you use. We just happen to use Twilio. But I, I, the data that you get there that you say, okay, we received a thousand phone calls at this unique number. We know the only way they can get this number is from here. Now, do you want to get a data report or do you want your receptionist to have a notebook next to it and put a tick every time they see something you know, uh, every time somebody asks about a service, like one, I mean, one is not very reliable and one is extremely reliable. I think that that's some of the 
intelligence that we can gain in the easy manner. And, you know, just outside of a microsite, it's a great way to integrate, you know, a non-digital campaign, a traditional, you know, billboard or print ad. Yeah, I am a huge believer in gaining intelligent. I'm a huge believer in integrated marketing still. You know, I cut my teeth in the advertising world and, you know, the print world. And, you know, when direct mail was just coming around, I worked in one of the very, very first direct mail companies um, yeah, out of school. And one of the things was is that we had no way to know whether or not things were working. You know, but then with the advent of microsites or personal URLs, pearls, or anything like that, where it's a matter of we create a microsite, we bring them just there for the offers that we're talking about in that specific campaign with unique identifiers such as a call tracking or, or phone numbers, things like that. What we're able to do is we're able to get so much data to know that whether or not your campaign is is succeeding and your offline dollars are working for you and we can get a, a cost per acquisition. We can get the ROI return on investment. We can get all of that stuff to understand whether or not you should do this again. Yeah. Or it did it kind of work? You know, you know, there, there's three things review, refine, repeat, right? There's three things. Did it work? Yes. It kind of worked or it didn't work. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? If it didn't work, Stop doing it or making it better. If it kind of worked, how do you make it better? If it worked, let's do more of it. Exactly. That's how I've always kind of approached things. Yeah, you know, no, um, it makes a ton of sense. I mean, it the the more data you're armed with, the more you know business intelligence you have, the better decisions you can make. You know, and hopefully make the right decision so it doesn't become a problem you have to fix. Right. I mean, it, it, the worst decision ever. Well, the worst decision ever is to do what you already know is not working or to do what you think is not going to work. Sure. That's a pretty that's a that's that, that's one business decision. That's a whole nother talk show, right? But the other bad decision is to continue to do something you know that that does not further the brand. The other bad decisions is not to be able to review and debrief any campaign and using the intelligence that's available to you to sort of see where, you know, where problems lie. So do you think that, how, how do you think that data intelligence fits in with problem solving when it comes to marketing and web development? I think it's the blueprint to solve the problem typically. I think, I think, you know, the answers in that data, understanding how to interpret it and, you know, having the expertise to execute on the data is, you know, the only way to make that better. Yeah. And I, I, I'm a big believer in, you know, let's get the data. Let's let the data tell us the story. Mm -hmm. You know, what I like to do is, you know, am I a data scientist? No. Can I drill down into every single factor and every KPI? Yeah. But you know, not like a data scientist can, you know what I mean? Well, you know, we know key performing indicators, KPIs that are gonna, that move the needle. We pay attention to those. And what they do is, you know, do we get involved in like, do you need to get involved in the minutiae of every single data point? No. But when you see things are trending one way or trending another, that starts to tell the story. From there, you can figure out what that plot line and what the characters of that story is by diving in deeper into those KPIs and making sure that you truly understand what your next move should be. Mm -hmm. Now, here's the, here's the pain. Here's the pain point. 
right? Or when you let your ego get in the way and when you let other factors get in the way of, I know what I'm doing, don't worry about it. You kind of are ignorant to the data presented to you. You know what I mean? You can't, you can't go into any kind of data review or any analytic session with like the mindset of, this is what this is how it is like a predetermined mindset this is how it is no matter what is presented to me you know you you have to have an open mind and a collaborative nature to say okay well here we are with this and we're we need to make some changes you know and i find like a lot of entrepreneurs that fail that do not succeed are ones that are ego driven and ones that already assume that they know all the answers before any of the intelligence is presented to them because you're never going to change your mind. You know what I mean? We work with a lot of great clients and all of our clients are open-minded to data. They may not be open-minded at the moment that we're presenting mm-hmm. it to them. We might have to allow them to get comfortable and wrap their head around it because we have such a different approach. But the guy that goes into the meeting saying, I already know everything. Don't worry about this. Okay, I see that it's doing this, but that doesn't really mean that it's doing that type of shit. That it's like pride and ego-driven. Like that's the most dangerous mindset to have within business. You know, it, it going back to, you know, we talked about the lazy content marketing, you know, the complacency of things will kill yeah. your business and not paying attention to key data points are, it is going to hurt you. You know, how often do you see that? Constantly. I had to have a, you know, conversation, you know, not so long ago, uh, going, going through the difference of, you know, total, total sales and revenue. No, things are working great. Yeah. We sold, you know, right. we doubled sales. Okay. But you didn't make, right. what, did it cost what did it cost you? you? You didn't make any money this year and you made money last year. Was it worth right. doubling sales? Are you going to sell yourself? Out I think that in, in that case, didn't, I think that in that case, I remember you saying about the conversation, you offered to buy her company for the, you know, the, the a multiplier of the profit yeah. and she was blown away. And when you pointed out, like, this is really what your company is yeah. worth. No, but but we're yeah. almost at and, and X amount of we do X amount of business. No, you don't. You don't make right. any of it. No, you don't. Yeah, yeah. There's no. You know, people get the, get it twisted when it comes to that because they don't understand key business metrics and finance one hundred and one and the economics of business. And and look, that's Kevin work. That's not my work. That's not Greg work. Which is why you're great at what you do with all that stuff. And like, I can't. I understand economics 101 of the business you understand it in a whole nother level to drill down into that stuff but when somebody doesn't have that person on their team analyzing the data and the best data that i always rely on is third-party data you know the worst data you can rely on is data that's served to you from your provider you know what i mean like if you rely imagine if you relied on all the data if all the data you received were from your salesperson's reports I do imagine that like, and I, I think that this is a lot of the case that we're talking about, you know, that you're talking about is, you know, she relied on her salesperson and other people to have her, her best interest at heart the whole time when they had their own interest. So like a lot of marketing providers, and I know one that, you know, we're in a situation with will not cough up data from a third party source to tell us where the data is coming from. They just send like an Excel spreadsheet, which to me means no. zero. Yeah. There's no value. Which is why we provide all of our data. Right. If we use Twilio, I'm going to provide a report, call tracking from Twilio. We use Google Analytics or everything else. All of our reports are going to come from Google Analytics. 
we use agency analytics, SEO for social metrics and different search metrics that we've set up. We use those reports because it's not us spinning the numbers. This is clients of ours getting the business intelligence straight from the source and not from a marketing company spinning shit or a, a, a provider that's not doing their job spinning things that look like they're doing their job. You know, not to go off on a tangent here, but there's many meetings that I walked into that I'm like, well, this is not going to be a fun meeting because the metrics are down because whatever we were doing didn't perform. Mm -hmm. And that's real world marketing talk. That's like real world shit. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like the only way to make things better is to know what's not working. You know, and there are times like we had a, you know, algorithm changes, right? Some of our clients took an SEO hit. Mm -hmm. You know, but we got ahead of it. We we said, okay, this is what's going on. This is why this happened. This is our corrective measures. This is how we're going to make things better. Now, if we weren't in tune with that business intelligence and with that sh- that data, how the heck could we know how to make things better? Yeah, how how long would that have those rankings have bled before you realized the problem? Yeah, it would bleed to zero. It, it's a race to zero at that point. Yeah, if you don't change what you're doing, that's not working. It's a race to zero. It's a race to the bottom. Mm-hmm. And as you're racing to the bottom and you're sky, you know, going down, you know, the, the, the client you were talking about previously, you know, stopped a lot of the content stuff, stopped a lot of the SEO stuff, and now mm-hmm. wondering why they're not getting the same amount of leads and the same amount of conversion. Because you're not doing anything to get those. Well, and you the comp- took, and co- competition picks up on that. A hundred percent. You took yeah. everything that you did, you were doing that worked, and you stopped. Mm-hmm. You didn't pay attention to the data and say, this is where this is coming from. You know? Because of, you know, bad advice elsewhere, you know, when the advice that, you know, we're giving them is from a third party, like, this isn't what we say. This is what Google says. This is what these suites say. This isn't Kevin and Greg saying you should do more on this because it's, God, you know what? The, the company's bank account and my personal bank account would look way differently had we, if we operated like that. Yep. But that's not yeah. in the best interest in, in our clients. That's not why we do things. We, we do this to help people. You know, I had a conversation with somebody the other night. You know, we were talking about why I do what I do. And I'm like, I don't care about the money. I don't care. You know, I, I'm more lifestyle driven. You know, I don't care about any of that shit. I got into this stuff 11 years ago to help people. And I'm passionate about helping people. And it's frustrating to me when you're helping somebody, but yet they're not willing to help themselves. Yeah. And there's a lot of that in my personal life too, you know, before, you know, stuff like that. When it's just like, you can't help somebody that doesn't want to be helped or to fix a situation that thinks that they know it all. And I think the client that you were talking about, that you made a a very cavalier, generous offer to buy her company for, for X amount of dollars, you know, I think that that's what they're starting to realize. Yeah. So, I mean, business intelligence is the name of the game. It's going to only help you make better decisions. All across the board. You know, it's amazing what marketing analytics, how they can also bleed over to help you get some real life data in the operational side. That's true too. You know, you can you can learn a lot about your organization from a digital standpoint about like what needs to where, you know, what levers and buttons need to be tweaked internally, you know, in brick and mortar, you know, inside your office or your storefront. Yeah. And that's, you know, why, you know, the intelligence is so important. So, and wrapping up here, this is is a good episode. It was good to talk about this stuff. Uh, You know, again, thank our clients for giving us the, the content to, to do this. And uh, 
And wrapping up, any any final thoughts that you have? You know, if you're a business owner who's currently not immersed in their own business intelligence, start simple. Don't try to, you know, take care of everything. Figure out, you know, a dozen or so great point. You know, important key aspects. Your your cost per acquisition. You know, what's your internal close rate once a client's brought to you, a lead yep. brought to you. Uh, you know, revenue points, things like that. You don't have to learn it all. Yeah, that's the, a- at, you know, at the outset. That's a great point. You know, there's there's so much to know and so many data points and so many KPIs that you could throw out there that it's almost, you know, the paralysis by analysis type of thing. And then it's just like, I don't know what to do next. You know, I would definitely, I'll, I'll just reiterate your point in closing. Like understand, if you can understand your traffic sources, your online conversion rate, your close rate, which is different than conversion, close rate internally, and then drill down to a cost per acquisition, it's going to show you exactly where to spend your marketing dollars and to allocate things. So this is a great episode, Kev. Thanks, thanks for this conversation. This is super, super insightful. It has my wheels turning about a bunch of things <laughs> that I need to do today now to get things on track for some clients. <laughs> Always happy to provide some inspiration. Yeah. So, hey, everybody, thanks so much for listening. You know, you can get more episodes of the new marketing show at trinitywebmedia.com slash iTunes. If you're an Apple podcast user, you can also get them on Stitcher, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Podbean, wherever else you get your podcasts. If you don't mind, you know, share, rate, review our show. You know, we love hearing from you. And if you have any topics you want to talk about, please let us know. So Kevin, thanks for your time. Until next time. Thanks, Greg. Thanks everybody for listening. And we'll talk to you later.